It starts with one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All the wait is over. Yeah. Game of Thrones is back. We're going to do a, a podcast on Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. Everybody loves Game of Thrones, but also kind of hates it. I hate Game of Thrones. I hate it, and I love it, and I hate it. What I think we're going to talk about is not a particular episode or do a um, season by season breakdown. We're just going to talk about the series in general. So, uh, so why are we going to do it now? We're recording this what, one day before the beginning of the new season. So we don't have any knowledge of the season that's coming up. It is all that everybody's talking about. It really doesn't seem like there's another show that just kind of dominates people's minds when it's not on. Well, of course. I mean, they end these seasons with these incredible cliffhangers. So we actually don't know... What's happened? This is our first spoiler-free... Well, it's not going to be totally spoiler-free. If you have watched all of the Game of Thrones up to now, then you should be good, right? (laughs) No, that's... That's fair. Ned Stark is dead. Jon Snow is dead. Everybody's dead. I was still holding out hope for Jon Snow, man. I really was, too. Maybe he's the one good person that makes it through, but no. One of the first things that they say is, nope, nope, Jon Snow's dead. Yeah, it's going to be like a big hype, right? Is is he he really dead or not? And and, and this this is finally the end of this season is where... So I read the books years ago, and the end of this season is the moment where... We have officially caught up to everything that I already knew. You know, that was another one mm-hmm. of the, like the great conceits. Is all my friends were like on the edge of their seats, and I was like, <laughs> "It's called the, the red, red wedding, wedding for is a coming. reason." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we were all waiting, right? Was that fun for you though to watch people have that first experience through the TV show? Then you knew what was coming. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it was. It was. I don't know if I'd say that it was. Super, it was like fun for me, but it was certainly an unusual experience. But now. I finished reading Dance with Dragons. Okay. And I knew that we were going to end with Jon Snow getting stabbed. Mm-hmm. But... You also don't know if he's dead in the... I... Right. For the first time, I didn't know if he was coming back and couldn't be like... <laughs> but do you feel like you had a different experience with the show because you've read the books? For sure. One of the, the interesting things has been the pacing of the show. There are storylines yeah. in the show that happened incredibly fast and then just sort of like they got way out ahead of where they occurred in the timelines in the book Mm -hmm. so much so far ahead like seasons ahead of time like was bran an example of that yeah i think yes bran actually ended up going out to the uh, up north to like the the weirwood and about north of the wall fairly early like the first season i think yeah and then and they sort of stretched this whole thing out for ages like, I think it's been four seasons now where basically nothing happened to him. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I actually have not seen this person's face in, like, three episodes. <laughs> and you're like, wh- who are yeah. they? What are they doing yeah. again? Yeah. Well, so how did that land for you? There's a certain archetype of character that I found really difficult to keep clear on exactly which one was who. They always have this, like, lieutenant or somebody like that who's just kind of this other old old white guy as a knight, right? And you're just like, that's another old white guy as a knight. That's another old white guy as a knight. That's another old white guy as a knight. And they're supposed to all be different and special, but I couldn't tell most of them apart. One thing, I don't know why. Doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to remind myself how I tried so hard. In spite of the way you were mocking me, 
acting like I was part of your property, remembering all the times you fought with me. I'm surprised that. Well, I think why people like the show so much is that it because it breaks a lot of the traditional expectations of a show like this, where in the first season you just really don't believe that they're going to kill Ned Stark. No, that, but that's not even a trope that's true only of the television show. That was true, absolutely true in the book, where I rem- like my, my jaw literally dropped as I, <laughs> uh, on the page, yeah. stared at this, this thing occurring and went, this, that can't be, what? I had two moments like that, and, uh, and, and the second was, was the Red Wedding, mm-hmm. um, but not where my jaw dropped, where I literally, from like reading in bed, turned over and chucked the book across the room. <laughs> I was so mad. He did it to me twice. Yeah. And then you know what I did? I got my hopes up for Jon Snow. So right. the end of the most recent book, Dance with Dragons, this, anyway, I was pissed. Do you think that one of the reasons he's, that that this story is as popular as it is is because it is as brutal to the characters? Or do you think that it could be as successful as it has been if George R. R. Martin hadn't been as hard on, on these, these characters? The way that he continues to break people's expectations of what a series is going to do to certain characters, I think is something that people like, right? And we've, get, yeah. we've gotten so used to formulaic stuff in a lot of ways that it, it really breaks a lot of that. At the same time, it's very like shock value stuff, the way that he does that, right? It's not always with a character twist as much as it is like a, like you said, a brutalization of somebody. The show really doesn't know what it's doing sometimes when it approaches these very tricky situations. Uh, there's multiple scenes that involve sexual violence that I felt like really horrified by the way they portrayed them. Yeah. Um, and yet, here we are, keep coming back to it. And I know, I, I know people who have sort of sworn off it, and I know people who have, like, been totally put off by that level of violence and cruelty. Um, at the same time, I think it's become such a cultural um, watering hole piece that it's hard not to watch it just to be involved in the conversation. Though I will say that it was true of the book as well, that uh, not because I wanted to talk to my friends about it, but because I, I couldn't let it end that way. Ah, interesting. You're hoping that something yeah. good is going to come foolish. from all of this. And every time I get there, uh, 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 and I did the same thing to myself with the with this, the HBO series, I forget these pieces of the storyline, and, and I go, oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Damn it, why do I do this? Do you think it's then, it's like, is it a, is it a masochistic thing to continue to watch Game of Thrones? despite knowing that you, there's lots of things that sort of make you want to want to pick up the remote and throw it on the TV. I don't know. If it, if I enjoyed the the fact that he was jerking me around mm-hmm. then then I certainly masochism. But this is like this is like I can't let you I can't let you take all this away from me without giving me something. Please, I've invested mm-hmm. all of this this uh, <laughs> this energy and faith. Tell me that that there's a good ending here are you are you really gonna tell is it really true at some part of me just can't believe that it's that it's really true that i have been sitting here listening to or reading through you telling me this story that is about nothing but bad shit happening to the people that i like (laughs) (laughs) like isn't his thesis kind of that 
to the kind of person that succeeds in this world of politics and and violence is just a bad person and that there is not room at the table for good souls that does seem to be his point like so is but that let me gonna... tell you if that's how it ends <laughs> i will I, I i mean and and i don't know why i would think that it wouldn't there has been is no that, there's nothing that's going to tell you there's, there's not no exactly evidence, how it's no end. reason to think that this is going to turn out differently everybody's dead yeah of course they are of course that's how it's going to end guess what everybody's the white dead. walkers win the world is awful yeah, right? He's been setting up this 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 um oncoming storm yeah. for years. Of I I really find it hard to believe that the white walkers aren't going to waltz down through this thing and kill everybody in the end. Thanks. It was all for it was all for not. You should have been nicer to the nice people. It ain't got so far. But in the end it doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all but in the end doesn't even but, so even if we are all invested in this this ironic optimism that we just want to believe that things is, couldn't be this bad for no reason is that your experience too is that how you watch it i don't know that's a really interesting way of putting it i wouldn't i don't think i've conceptualized it like that before um i think for me it's this there's a lot of things that turned me off about the series since I started watching it. Yeah, yeah. And so now I think I'm watching it for very different reasons than I did in, like, maybe the first or second season. Um, so I do think right. that there's a uh, sort of... It has this cultural momentum to it yeah. that makes it hard not to be involved in it. Um, but I think the a lot of the violence, and especially the violence towards women and the way it's portrayed in this series, is really tone-deaf and I think kind of unacceptable, but here we are still talking about it, still wanting to like make it it a thing. So I guess my question is, do you think that when you read the books, was that so palpable as well? Was it it as visceral as watching the show? No, Uh, no, Uh, there was certainly sexual violence in the book and there was, there was uh, the, um, the, the march of Cersei naked through the streets, mm-hmm. um, which happened in the book fairly, I mean, in the in the series fairly recently, like in yeah. this last season, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it took that long in the books, but um, I don't know. There was something about, there was something somewhat humanizing about it. Okay, I, I felt a little bad for Cersei, but she was really shitty. Yeah. And I guess that was the same experience in the show, but I, I didn't have that same – they didn't – I did, was not as sympathetic for her mm-hmm. in that moment as I was when I watched the series. Um, and I, I have to tell you that after the the um, – the, I don't even know what to call it – the wedding night for uh, Sansa Stark. Oh, yeah. And like that, a lot's been said about that. Yeah, that was the one, right? Mm-hmm. It was not. I mean, it was. I was. I was very sorry for Sansa. Um, I don't think there was that. Ex- it was that explicit in the book, but I can't recall. I, but I do remember not thinking, n- not being like cr- as crushed and having it ruin my night. Yeah, as it as watching that show. Did. Yeah, I remember talking to a friend afterwards and being like, "This was terrible." Yeah, I I feel h- horrible. Yeah, I want to do something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and she said, 
why do you keep watching this show? So are we hate watching at this point? Because I had the same reaction. It was like, I, I actually personally think that there shouldn't be taboo subjects in art and whatnot, as long as you know what you're doing and why you said it. And I don't think that show knows why it made a spectacle, spectacle oh. of a rape scene. Like, I don't think it knows why it did that. Yeah. And so that is really interesting for me is to say, like, why why do we feel like we continue to watch this? And I, I think I do. I think I'm coming around to your point of view, which is just underneath. I think I want to, to believe, you know, all of this is going to be redeemed somehow there's going to be some righteous justice that happens in some way right and it's probably not gonna happen <laughs> no but aren't you going to be disappointed when you're left with and they were all fucked all along and <laughs> uh, bad things happen and and that's what it is and yeah. is that enough of a message for you to to be okay having watched this i mean it's already done we've watched it yeah holding out this hope so is, is their mission accomplished I, I think I got my dollars. They must have because it's like you're we're so invested now. It's like, right, we've seen all these things. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that there's another reason to keep watching for me. It's like I just want to know well, how does this all play out? Right. Because I've I've been sucker punched basically. Right. Yeah. And now I'm like, OK, well, I'm already I'm, I've already been hit. You know what? What else are you going to do to me? I think we as an, as audience are trained in almost all stories to expect to be emotionally harmed, you know, emotionally uh, traumatized for a payoff. Yeah, exactly. And and this series doesn't give us that payoff. It, it's like it has the payoff. It's the dollar bill on the fishing reel kind of thing, right? And you yeah. keep reaching oh, for it, and they he's just hurting, pull it out of your... He's hurting me really bad. This is going to be a really good payoff. I can't yeah. wait to see how he's going to turn this around. Exactly. If you're like, if it's this this brutal, this cruel, it, the payoff must be huge, right? And I actually, I think you're probably right. Is I, I doubt it's really coming. But but it's this. It, it's that. It seems to be the same story over and over again. These good people. Pay the price because they're good. Things and the way they were before. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't even recognize, recognize me anymore. Not that you knew me back then, but it all comes back in the end. There's everything inside in the end, though I tried. It all fell apart. But me, we all have the characters that we identify with, right? And there was something really clever that showed up in my social media world this week. Spotify and HBO did this collaboration where they would scan your Spotify library and then present you with a character on Game of Thrones who you were. <laughs> I've not heard of this. So they use your music to tell you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and so, oh God, I have to play I know. Yeah, you, you, sh- you have to do it. I'll give you one guess at who I was and you will, you will probably be wrong. You were Jon Snow. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> no. No, it's pretty cool, though. But they just basically take your, like, your most listened-to genres or something like that, right? And then connect you to a, or to a character on the show. Okay, I'm, to- I'm pulling this up. Hang on. We're- I'm doing this. The important thing is no matter who it is, you'll have a, you'll have a reaction to it, right? That's how strong these characters yeah, are. Yeah, right? Yeah, Is yeah. that you will feel, like, judged if you get the wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you mine. Mine pulled me up as Melisandre. Really? The yes. evil fire witch? The evil, I'm the evil fire witch. What kind of music <laughs> does Melisandre listen to? Well, so here's the thing is I, I basically only use Spotify for songs from like any clear channel 1990s station that has extreme <laughs> in the name, right? 
So, okay. like, Metallica and yeah. all of these other bands. Yeah. So I got Melisandre, the, like, death metal queen. <laughs> I would not have thought of her as a death metal queen. Again, it's like everybody has a reaction to it, right? And you're like, what? Like, no way. And somehow we want to, like, see... We want to be associated with the characters that we like, not the ones that we don't, right? What that has to do with your musical tastes, or not even your tastes, just your your habits on Spotify, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter, right? I think that's not the point, is that everybody wants to get sort of through the Harry Potter sorting hat. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to be Slytherin, right? All right, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing my, my test now, I'm, I, and they found a match. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Ned Stark. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> of course I am. Of course you the are. The first to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right? But you have some reaction to that. You're like, it, it means nothing, and yet we, we want it to mean something. And maybe that's why we keep watching this this series is because... We want it to mean something, and maybe it will never quite get to where we want it to be, but we continue to hope for it, right? I think you're absolutely right. I think that is exactly why I, at least, keep watching. I want it to mean something, and now I... But why? Now I know that it's not going to. You do, too. Are you going to watch the next season? <sighs> Probably. Probably am, too. I've put my trust in you. As far as I can go For all this There's only one thing you should know It is a pretty big franchise though, right? And it's not just the books and then TV and then... But of course they go into other things like games. And one of the spin-offs that I played actually was uh, a Telltale Games version. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Telltale games, they are basically like modern-day choose-your-own-adventure video games, right? So it harkens back to this older style uh, of, of game where you, you you had a choice, you read a book, yep. and it's like, turn to page 7 for this choice, turn to page 27 for this other choice, right? And it had this branching narrative to it. Yeah, you choose what, what, your, rea- what your response is, one of three lines or something exactly a reason why i do like game of thrones and you know going back to why i like other big sci-fi and fantasy genre uh, franchises is that it creates a very large world for you to play in and so this video game actually tells the story of this sort of minor house in the north that's famous for these ironwood trees they have that they use to make shields and uh, machines of war okay and you're not sure who to trust you, the more you try to be the, the right person, the more that they are, that person is likely to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually thought this was almost better than where the series is now because you had to make this choice. So it was like, do you save Roderick or do you save this other person, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to make those choices and it wasn't ever clear which one was right. I think the, the Telltale series is actually very good at giving you the, the illusion that you are on a branching narrative, whereas I think often is actually a little bit more yep. on the rails than it feels like. But as an experience, I thought that was very Games of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones, that you had to choose between these two bad options. And the more you often tried to save somebody, the more likely they were to get killed. <laughs> it is a good fit for the Game of Thrones series, but it, that has been true of Telltale. Where it's like, either way you go, this is gonna this is gonna suck for you. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no right answer. Like that felt really, really proper to me. Is like that's that's the Game of Thrones experience that I think I always resonated with was having to choose between two bad options, right? And so many of popular culture and whatnot make make us choose between a good choice and a bad choice, right? Then are clearly labeled as such. We're like, do we want to take the selfish road or be the better person? Sure. And in the end, our our media tends to tell us that being the better person eventually over time uh pays dividends right and that's what game of thrones doesn't do is it it never really like pays dividends the way that you expect it to right as a story and so that's why i like the telltale game is because the dividend actually is you making the hard choice rather than just like being this weird voyeur in it i've put my trust in you So it's interesting that the storylines of Game of Thrones and House of Cards parallel each other, but we're not going to talk about the storylines right now for House of Cards. Yeah, sure. Let's say themes. Themes. Okay, themes. But I do think we should talk about how consumption of those things has differed. So for Game of Thrones, yeah. they get released serially, right? Yes. Every week. Week by week. Whereas House of Cards comes out all at once. Yeah. So from a consumption perspective, do you think that there's a difference in the way that those series have resonated just solely based on the way that they're published? I think that is, again, why I feel like I keep watching this show. If I'm really honest with myself, there are a lot of times where I kind of hate it. But every week, I know that on Monday, people I know and speak to are going to be like, oh my goodness, did you see what happened on Game of Thrones? What? Right. And I want to be in that conversation. Even if it's to say... I thought that was dumb. I thought that was silly, right? I disagree with that. Or, or I found that heartbreaking and I wanted to throw up and, and slip my wrists. For me, it's like I need to be in that conversation. Whereas I would think I would just stop a binge show if it, if it did what Game of Thrones did to me. I think I would just stop it. <laughs> you know, like I would get to this point where I was like, I would throw my hands up. I'd be like, eh, I'm out. Yeah, but you have a right? week to recover. You have a week to forget about the pain, the the betrayal, the disgust. Well, or share in it, actually. Share in it with your friends and colleagues and whatnot, right? And you think that shared disgust is somehow more palatable than sitting alone on your couch in the dark? Yeah. Crying into your yeah. Cheerios, being <laughs> disappointed in the world and choosing not to carry on? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's like... There's this cultural momentum that Game of Thrones has. Like, how many people, how many videos are on YouTube of people having reactions to the Red Wedding and stuff like that? So it's this, like, thing that we can all sort of share in, because it it affects us very greatly, because it's so visceral. But that doesn't mean that it's, like, really well done art. I don't know if they know what they're trying to say. Like, I don't know that you can break that down and say, wherever this ends, will we be able to look back and say, aha! That's what it all meant. The way that I think you can do in something like Breaking Bad. At the end of that series, you look back and you're like, ah, I get now why this, 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 and that happened. Where you can go back and say, this is the moment where he became this. Or this is the moment where, uh, you know, this, these events were set in motion. And you can see that there was a plan from the beginning of where they were going to go. And I don't 
really 100% get that from Game of Thrones, that there is this denouement where we're going to be like, <gasps> of course, all of this suffering we've done to keep up with this cultural trope was worth it, and now I get it. I know why we did this. I don't think it's coming. <laughs> nope. 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 How could you even begin to wrap up all the horror and awful how could you put a little bow on the end of all of the stuff that we've done? You can't right? do it. It's just it's just not gonna happen. No. <laughs> but I'll watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should reassess whether I really want to watch it or not. But I know why I'm doing it. I still don't know why I am. It doesn't even matter. I had to fall to lose it all.